to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And what a fucking week to be a Marvel fan. (laughs) Yeah. Loki is getting fucking crazy. It's getting extremely crazy. Yeah, definitely. And there's only a couple episodes left. And of course, Black Widow comes out this this week in a few days, right? So yeah, we're finally we gonna get two that. properties that we get to absorb, and we finally get the first movie in Phase Four. Yeah, Phase Four, right? Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. we're in. Finally, how many? <laughs> so long later, we finally get to officially start Phase Four. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard this uh, news about uh, speaking of Black Widow? Have you heard about? Uh, Steven Dorff, he's like throwing shade, talking crap about... Mm-mm. It seems like just superhero movies in general. This is like nothing new. We hear stuff like this with yeah. actors occasionally. But like, yeah. it seems like he just got passionate as fuck about, <laughs> about this topic. Yeah. So he was talking to the Independent. I still hunt out the good shit because I don't want to be in Black Widow. It looks like garbage to me. It looks like a bad video game. I'm embarrassed for those people. I'm embarrassed for Scarlet. I'm sure she got paid five, seven million bucks, but I'm embarrassed for her. I don't want to be in those movies. I really don't. I'll find the kid directors. That's going to be the next Kubrick, and I'll act for him instead. Oh, cool. Go ahead and do that. Maybe just you don't need to talk shit, though. That I mean, he was in the original Blade movie, right? Yeah. And Trinity. A Marvel film, of course, before Marvel was blown up as the MCU. Right. So, maybe this is just him being bitter? Maybe. That he was, like, ahead of the game and didn't get on the train. It, like, that wasn't the thing that blew up, right? Yeah. It was before the success of the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it is a little bit of bitterness. This is my question for you. What movie did he try out for? (laughs) <laughs> what character was he trying to be? That he didn't get? And didn't get the role. Uh, let me look up pictures of him real quick. Let me see. I can get, I gotta get you some, gotta get some feedback or, uh, some research here. I'm gonna say Captain America. I could see that. Okay. I was thinking Peter Quill. Star-Lord. Okay. I could see that too. Oh, yeah. Like something, right? He, he had to have tried out for something. Yeah. He goes on to say... This year's Oscars were the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. My business is becoming a big game show. You can't, you have actors that don't have a clue what they're doing. You have filmmakers that don't have a clue what they're doing. We're all in this little boxes of streamers, TV, film. It's all one big clusterfuck of content now. Okay. It's not like he's just bitter in general at like the industry and where he is. I, I, he, it sounds like he doesn't understand that you have to change with the times. Yeah. Well, I mean, what has he really done? Like, he's done... See, I, he's been in, like, some TV shows recently, but, yeah, like, he he's in, not, like, like, in big fucking movies. True Detective, movies. right? Yeah, he was in, a, I think, at least a few episodes of that. He was in that Immortals movie, like, a while back. Yeah. The spinoff, whatever, for the uh, 300 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I don't recognize, I don't know what all he, he's been in. He was in, like, Leatherface in 2017. Well, I, mean, he, I mean, he's been in the stuff since he was a child. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, for sure. The fact is, he's not in these big, 
amazing artsy films that, that yeah, he seems it's to not think like he's, he's in. It's not like he's one of uh, Martin Scorsese's regulars. Like, it's... <laughs> I don't... Well, we don't know that. Maybe yeah. he's like the guy in the body bag in the background of every movie. Maybe. Or maybe he's talking shit publicly to get on Martin Scorsese's list. So Martin Scorsese's like, hey, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And yeah. he goes and calls him up for his next movie. Yeah. He's it's like, possible. see, I don't like Marvel either. Yeah. Where... Where do I meet you? I see you hate Marvel. For a f- <laughs> I hate Marvel too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It he, just seems weird. It seems know. unnecessary. Like specifically for Black Widow. Is it just because yeah. that's the new movie coming out? Like why wasn't he talking shit about Loki? Why wasn't he talking shit about Falcon Winter Soldier? WandaVision? Uh, yeah. It's, it's got to be because it's actually a theater release movie. That's my guess. But it's like what? You weren't talking shit when it was like literally how many other marvel movies were there and now you're gonna be butthurt about it when we haven't had one in over a year <laughs> maybe he's late to the game he just got introduced to marvel movies he's like he thinks Wait, this what? is the first one yeah <laughs> they started over yeah it's weird i don't know whatever i don't know why people have have to just have to be haters you know everybody should just i mean you know work in the movies you want to work for don't work in the movies you don't want to work for. You don't need to talk yeah. shit about people or. But you let's know? be honest. If he's, you know, as he quoted, she probably got five, seven million bucks. Yeah. You tell me if he was offered that, he wouldn't take that for a movie, right? That he wasn't passionate about, but yeah. That kind of money. Exactly. Exactly. He's gonna do that. <laughs> and if he's not, he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so that was interesting. Uh, shameless plug, since we've brought up Loki a few times. Mainly in the introduction. Yeah. Go listen to the Anatomy of Loki, our little series that's following the the Loki show on Disney Plus as mm-hmm. they drop episodes. We have four right now. Mm-hmm. We will soon have five, and then six. Yeah. <laughs> but not seven. No, we we <laughs> called Disney and said, you know, we. Are feeling very strong that we only want six episodes, so you're gonna have to cut down your show. Yeah, and they were they were accommodating. They said, "Okay, we'll take care of it." They were upset, but they handled it. They were like, "We had this really big moment where Loki fights like a horde of Thors," (laughs) and I was like, "Yeah, I think we can cut that one." Yeah, I think everybody will support that decision. So. Go check out our Anatomy of Loki. Yes. I think we've had some pretty fun conversations in there. Absolutely. All right. In the meantime, here's our normal episode. Yeah. Where we talk about generic stuff. Yeah. We've already started kind of talking about new releases, so I'm going to start with uh, Black Widow is coming out mm-hmm. July 9th in theaters and on Disney Plus Playing Premier it Access. Safe. Playing yeah. it safe. I'm going to be honest... I would have put this on my list anyway, but it was slim pickings this week. I kind of wonder if there's a lot of a lot of uh, streamers and whatnot mm-hmm. realized, oh, Black Widow's coming out that week. Maybe yeah. and maybe. they're like, we don't respect that movie or the Marvel entity in itself, so we're not going to have anything to do with releasing stuff in the same week as that trash. Yeah, that's not hashtag. Steven Dorff was right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the angle I was going for, but sure. <laughs> um, 
In case anybody likes Shark Week, uh, the internet claims that Shark Week is still happening this year. Although I have yet to see any true evidence of it. I tried to Google it and it sounded like it was like, oh, we have Shark Week year-round. Random yeah. content drops. Like, what? That's yeah. not Shark Week. Yeah. It's hard to do Shark Week any time since like streaming became a thing, really. Mm. Like, as a, as a I primary guess. consumption method. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But, but you could still just drop it in the one week on the service. Exactly. So, um, I, I did find a Shark Week supposedly officially starts July 11th. And Discovery Plus, Little D Plus, uh, is dropping a couple of things, like two or three things that appear to be related to Shark Week because they're coming out that day. However, if you want shark material, (laughs) Disney Plus, Big D Plus, has a ton of shark stuff, like... I don't know, six to eight things that were all different, like shark yeah, situations. It's like Shark Month. Yeah, um, they are coming out two days prior to Shark Week because they're like, I don't know, go fuck yourself. Discovery yeah, Plus like, is what watch it sounds Black like. Black Widow fight off a horde of sharks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd watch that over a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, Slim Pickens. That's pretty much all I could find. I will probably be checking out. I didn't know that Disney Plus was going to have so many shark things. Some of them might be interesting. So, well, yeah, they have. I think Animal Planet, right? Yes. The, the not so competitor to Discovery. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, they have a lot of shark stuff. A good so. amount of shark things yeah. coming out this week. So, so that's kind of like one of those hidden gems of Disney Plus. I yes. think is like the educational stuff that mm-hmm. you don't really look for, but. They have some good stuff there. Definitely. If you're a nerd. Yeah. (laughs) But only if you're a nerd. So go enjoy that nerd stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go watch some Marvel films. Yeah. And Star Wars. And not be a nerd. (laughs) It's a cool nerd. Oh, got it. A curd. A cheese curd? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I had a few things on my list, but um, they're all on Netflix because I really couldn't find stuff on other services. Uh, The Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, they're calling it an anime, but it's like CGI. See, I'm not crazy. Yeah, I I think you are, but (laughs) for all I know, you made the blog that talked about it. I did not make that blog. Anyway, so it comes out July 8th. And it's supposed to follow the canon of the game, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. You have Leon S. Kennedy mm-hmm. and Claire Redfield coming back like they always do. Yeah. So, we'll see. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And the other one on my list is called Cat People on Netflix. Okay. Which is basically, from my understanding, they just follow influencers, I guess, that are like, Known because of their cats. Okay. Or their love for cats. Sure. And so I was like, I don't understand. I was never approached. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did they not see the the cat statue I have in my by my front door? Yeah. Well your letter must have gotten lost in the mail. (laughs) Uh I did actually that reminds me, I did see something called dog people. I have to assume it's the same thing, but for dogs. Oh, is it called dog people? I saw like just it was just called dogs or something. Oh, maybe it was dogs. Maybe I saw this and I combined them. But there was something else that sounded like that, but for dogs. Yeah. I'm sure but that was like another season of it. what they've already had. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess I'm You know just what's weird is I feel like dogs 
get treated like they're the better pet. Mm-hmm. Yet the internet has fucking proven that cats are the more appealing pet to people. Yeah. Like, where's all the dog memes? <laughs> That's a good point. There's a few, but I mean, not nearly as many. I mean, there are, there are things, but usually when you see a dog, it's like, oh, this dog is cute. Yeah. Or this dog was funny. Not. There's not like. This dog might murder you. <laughs> there's not like a billion things of just like cats everywhere. Yeah. You know, where's the the hot dog pictures? You know, why are people not putting hot dog buns around dogs' faces? You got slices of bread around cats' faces. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That's a really good question. Just saying. Yeah. Guess they're not worth that much effort. I guess not. They're too dependent. People just don't have that kind of passion for them, I guess. Like cats. Yeah. Obviously cats are better, so. (laughs) Yeah. And that's coming from a non-biased source, so. Yeah, of course. All right, moving on, since you distracted me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Notable mentions for this week. Uh, Simpsons is coming out with a Marvel short, July 7th. I left this off of my list because... It's like a short. It's like mm-hmm. five to seven minutes. So that's dropping, I think, with the episode of Loki this week. Got it. Uh, the Hunt. We saw this last year. It's mm-hmm. coming to HBO Max on July 8th. Nice. And that's a really fun dark comedy, I guess, about social classes. Yeah. It's kind of like an adult Hunger Games. Yeah. With, yeah. With, yeah. More political context. Yeah. Yeah. But a really good one. Yes. And I like how they make fun of both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So. Uh, And then Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) Where is this going to be for free now that we've already paid for it? (laughs) Uh, This is going to be on Hulu. Okay. On July 9th. Nice. Okay. Well, we haven't talked about it yet, but at some point we will. And, uh. Keep this in mind, that it'll be available for free. Yep. <laughs> Unless we spoil the whole movie for you. Yeah. We have that power. <laughs> Alright, uh, some cancellations. Uh, well, just one, I guess. HBO's Lovecraft Country has been canceled after its first season. Oh, wow, that was fast. Uh, this show came out in August of last year, and I feel like it had pretty good reception. And it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how popular like i don't know how many yeah. people watched it but it I, seemed like the people that did overall enjoyed it yeah i feel like i saw a lot of people enjoying it so i'm kind of surprised that it's canceled already the numbers must have just been low on viewership or something yeah because yeah. that was a show where you didn't necessarily have to have hbo max right it was also on hbo correct it was one of the few that they have the old service still yes which i until saying that forgot existed <laughs> All right, uh, and then Last Night in Soho, uh, it's a Edgar Wright horror movie. It's been delayed to October 29th, which is only by a week. It was coming out the week before, and okay. it's going to be in theaters. I mean, It, it seems... looked fucking creepy. I saw the trailer. Yeah? Yeah. In... It's got the, the gal from Jojo Rabbit. She was the Jewish girl who was being mm-hmm. hidden in that movie. Yeah, okay. And then it looks like uh, The Queen's Gambit. Is also in the movie as like another Anya Taylor Joy character that's like tied to her character. Anya Taylor Joy, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I guess oh, okay. that's what they call her now. Okay. <laughs> Just the Queen's Gambit is the chess move, not the person. So I just want to make sure. 
I mean, okay. you never know. Yeah, Maybe that's she true. legally changed her name. Yeah, that's a good point. She got so popular off that show. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. Anyways, it looks fucking weird. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this was a surprising twist. The Good Omens TV series on Amazon Prime has been renewed for a season two. Uh, it's starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant, and they are both returning. And the story will go beyond what the 1990 novel had. Okay. So I guess they're just going the Game of Thrones route, where they have to make their own stuff up now. I guess. So we'll see what happens. I honestly thought that there was more than one season to that already. <laughs> oh, I mean, we haven't finished season one. Have I we? know. I just assumed there were like several seasons. We, we kind of fell off of it. We did. Yeah. It didn't, was really funny. Didn't hate it. I just. I feel like we abandoned it right at the point where it got int- started getting interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't commit <laughs> to interesting things, so I'm a very boring person. <laughs> if I get on a roller coaster, I gotta make sure I have a parachute. So if I get to that the height of that mm-hmm. drop, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. I just jump out. Yeah, but the parachute in and of itself is exciting. Then I close my eyes and emotionally torture myself until I get to the ground so Got I it. know I didn't enjoy it. Okay, okay. Good to know. It's all about structure. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into some more news for this week. Uh, an old cartoon anime that I really enjoyed as a kid uh, called Neon Genesis Evangelion is getting revisions or whatever that they've done over the last few years for the series uh, as some movies, and those are all going to hit Amazon Prime. Uh, this is going to be in August on the 13th. So there's three films, and then now a new one called 3.0 plus 1.01. Okay. It's that's basically they took the anime from what I understand. They broke it up into parts, and then they retold the story with some changes. Okay. Fans are a little torn between whether they like the new take on it or not, but. I brought I brought it into the news because it's something that I grew up watching. It was like mm-hmm. it was like one of those animes I stumbled across on like public access television mm-hmm. on like Sunday nights. Yeah, it was like some Canadian broadcast or something that had yeah. the show, and that's the only reason I found out about the show. Yeah, basically it's like Mobile Suit Gundam, but a little bit more religious tones to it. Okay. Anyways, coming out in August. Cool. I think they actually have the series on Netflix right now. You can check out. Uh, Star Wars Visions is a new series coming to Disney Plus. And have you heard about this one? Have you seen this? I have not seen this. I have not heard about this. <laughs> also in the realm of anime, there's going to be nine episodes that are an anthology series from Japanese anime studios that will, in quote, realize their own visions of the galaxy far, far away. Okay. So that's going to release September 22nd of this year. I'm interested in that. Of course you are. I mean, when you think about it, like, Star Wars is really just samurai, right? Jedi. They're just samurai. They're space samurais. I guess that's true. So, you're welcome. Yeah. Anyone who didn't know that and they're just like, whoa! Their head just exploded. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) The streaming wars have added a new contender. Yeah. So, Peacock has made a deal with Universal. And by that, I think it just means that they... Are the same ownership, so yeah. that's why this is happening. <laughs> exactly. But the article worded it like they made a contract with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently, movies like Jurassic Park Dominion and like 
whatever Minion movies or whatever coming out in the future, specifically in 2022, uh, will all be exclusive to Peacock four months after their theatrical debut. Mm -hmm. Not leave theaters the day that they go in theaters four months from then. Okay. I feel like I saw something on this deal where it was going to be like an 18-month period of time. Yeah, so there was some weird thing where they said like... Those first four months is exclusive, mm-hmm. and then the ten months in between, they can go to other. They'll be all of services. No one has exclusive rights, but there's no confirmation about what other services right. will get it. And then the last four months it's in that contract again. will be exclusive to Peacock again. Yeah. So random. Yeah, very random. Um, all I can say is, I hope. I mean, it doesn't really matter because any movies that we give a shit about. That are universal, we probably own already. Um, I mean, yeah, but like, as far as you know, we've toned down buying movies yes, for sure, like true. Disney, first specifically. Yeah, I don't really go out and buy the the next MCU movie as soon as it comes out, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Granted, I'm thinking, we're in a pandemic, so yeah, there's a lot really things coming out that I need to go out and buy. But yeah. like, even before that, I kind of was like, uh. These things are kind of hitting streaming services. I don't need to go out and buy every one every time it comes out now. Yeah. It's, if I really love it, I go buy it on the 4K. But otherwise, we've kind of toned that down. Yeah, we have. I just don't want to have to, like, watch Jurassic Park movies with commercials because I don't want to pay for Peacock. <laughs> I'm just wondering if that'll be how they do it. Uh, you're going to have to have the, the paid The version. paid subscription? I don't like that. Right? I mean... I don't think it says that, but... I yeah, mean, but most likely... Just based would. off what we've experienced with the service so far, you're not going to get it with ads. You're going to yeah. get it with... You have to pay for it. Yeah. And then it'll pop the ads. Well, the ads too, yeah. <laughs> but they're not going to give it to you for free, especially if it's a new release. Yeah. No, yeah, not the newer one, for sure. Uh, so this is what they call a pay one window, is what I think they you were referring to with the 18-month yeah. thing. Okay. Um, so this is going to include... Universal, Focus Features, Illumination, DreamWorks Animation. Those are all under the umbrella of this contract. Okay. And on that topic of Illumination, Nintendo has added Illumination CEO Chris Melendondry to their board of directors as an outside director. Interesting. So he's only allowed to do any kind of directorial work Outside. Hmm. Making that up. Okay. It's just a term. I was like, <laughs> I have never heard anything like that. <laughs> I was waiting for your blu- you to call out the bluff and you just, like, oh, you learn something new every because day. Because I was like, I've never heard that kind of connotation with a board of directors, but okay. <laughs> we don't like the way his face looks. He's not allowed in the building. Yeah. But we like the work he does. Yeah. No. So what this is, is he is basically not a full director in the company. He's just basically there as a consultant, I guess you will. He has no shares in the company. All he's there to do is help bring their content, which is mainly software, hardware, video games, right? Over to movies, television, other mediums where they can expand that proper those properties into more money for them yeah they quoted 
him as providing valuable advice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, we know of what one movie, the Mario animated movie. That's the only thing we have so far that they have put into work. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. So presumably, they want to do other properties. Yeah, like and I guess they'll all be CGI, right? They'll be animated. Yeah. If it's Illuminations directly involved with that's, them. Yeah, that's a good point. Which means they're all going family friendly, which falls in the brand of Nintendo. Right. So I guess we would expect things like Kirby, maybe. Okay. I mean, we probably wouldn't see like Metroid or something like that. That's I, what Link, I was thinking, but. Legend of Zelda, if you make it like more cartoony. Yeah. I guess you could go with the uh, the recent Game Boy remake version okay. of that game. All right. The, the art style. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, my first thought went to Metroid, but I feel like that needs to be live action. Yeah. And it's a darker tone, right? Yes. Yeah. I also feel like, personally, if they were to do Legend of Zelda, that needs to be live action, too. Mm-hmm. But I can see why they would go animated for that. Yeah. And I'm glad I just brought up space creatures, because that's our next topic. Yeah. Uh, Noah Hawley's Alien TV series apparently will not be about Ripley, the main protagonist of... The series. I see. He said, it's not a Ripley story. She's one of the great characters of all time, and I think the story has been told pretty perfectly, and I don't want to mess with it. Uh, He did continue on to say, on some level, it's almost a story about inequality. You know, one of the things that I love about the first movie is how 70s movies it is, and how it really, it's really this blue-collar space trucker world. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. He, he then also compared Aliens to being like an 80s theme. and Right. Again, blue collar in the sense that the Marines are there. They have to do this mission for the top execs, the corporate side, you know. Yeah. This faceless company. So how are you feeling about the fact that Ripley will not be back in this Aliens TV series? I think- it's based in the... F- or, it's a prequel, right? It's, yes. I mean, it's a feature for us, but like, in the context of the movies, isn't it before the first Alien movie? Or did I make that up? Which one? The Alien TV series. Uh, or is it after those movies? I don't remember. They might not even have said the time frame of when this movie, or this series takes place. Yeah. I know it's on Earth. Yeah. From my understanding, it's about them coming to Earth and uh, basically taking over an area. Colonizing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we might not know yet. Yeah, we'll see. But I do think, I think it's okay that um, it's not going to be focused on Ripley, personally, because we've we've Mm -hmm. seen her already. It's it's time to. Well, they have a lot of um, books and and canon that's outside of the movies yeah that i think she takes a big role in mm-hmm. so just to avoid contradicting anything there yeah. or you know not doing what people want yeah specifically it makes sense you you do your own little world that's in the broader universe of the franchise at the same time i also i know i, have, I don't want to say this people are going to be mad but i feel like even though it's an old property that we all love and it's getting more um expansions on that original property um i think it's good to diverge a little bit from the source material and Hmm. kind of see something new within that universe instead of just repeating the same shit over and over again so 
if it's it's a fine line, right? For yeah. fans of yeah. giving us something new and innovative that we can enjoy, but also giving us what we already enjoy, right. right? Yeah, you want to see what you like, yeah, but you don't want it to feel too stale or remade, right? But just imagine if they go to Earth, how many different different animals they could incorporate a alien form of, right? Yeah, if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That make the alien feel fresh every time they. That's true. Uh, have it on the screen. Yeah. Be like The Walking Dead, but just fucking alien types everywhere. The Walking Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's a working title, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good start, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I... Why don't you jump into this next news story? Because it's kind of your style, I think. This is more your realm. Yeah. Um, I read this article too, actually. Did you? Yeah. Um, So the Lord of the Rings almost had nudity in it, the movies, back in the day. Um, There there was a recent interview on the Colbert... On the Stephen Colbert show or whatever, it's the late whatever, show. The late show. Sorry, this late, yeah, you're whatever in the past. he hosts. He's not in okay, that the show that he hosts, um, where Colbert was speaking to the actors that play Mary and Pippin, and they revealed to him that there was a scene added by the writer Philippa Boyan d- uh, during a time throughout the filming. Basically, they said that they had been um, kind of winding people up and playing pranks on people just during the filming. And so to get back at them, she played a prank on them by writing in uh, a nude scene <laughs> where she said, uh, they did a whole thing where it was going to be where they're in tree beard hanging out at the top of the big giant tree. And he like gets a fright and he shakes them off and they fall and they hit every branch on the way down and it takes off all their clothes and they end up naked on the ground. Um, <laughs> so uh, then they end up with Mary saying, it's cold, isn't it? And Pippin replies, hold me, Mary. So it's just kind of a silly scene. Obviously, they ended up making it into the film, but it was like a prank that she was playing on them. And I don't know if it's... I mean, it should have been there. Yeah. should have been the director's I think it would have been, would have been hilarious. The extended cut. <laughs> yeah. I guess he was trying to get them to uh, respond to an online petition that people have filed to make sure that the Amazon series doesn't have nudity. Yeah. Why do people care? Right? Thank you. Plus, Amazon isn't really known for having nudity in their shows, are they? Uh, not that I don't think we've really even seen nudity in the boys, which is one you would expect a lot of yeah, nudity in. Yeah, exactly. So. But yeah, that's where the conversation stemmed from. Yeah. You, question. <laughs> what? Do hobbits shave their pubes? I don't think so, because they don't even shave their feet, so... And those are visible to everyone. Well, I mean, so that's my logic. They're having fellow hobbits going down on their feet. You don't know that? Okay, I guess you're there right. There might be hobbits with foot hobbits fetishes. Is, they, they, I mean, <laughs> they probably either all have foot fetishes yeah. or nobody does. <laughs> yeah. All the other races have foot fetishes for hobbits. Yeah. It's like a, a special thing. Yeah, they have like a whole it's like, only foots yeah. service. Yeah. <laughs> Only yeah. feet. Only feet. <laughs> and it's all there's a whole category of just hobbit feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very specific Sh- type of porn. Short and wide. <laughs> long and hairy. <laughs> yeah. Towers, not showers. Alright. Or growers. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
sowers, not growers. Yeah. All right. Well, last on our news list for movies and TV. Yeah. The Last of Us TV series on HBO has cast Nico Parker as Joel's daughter. Okay. How does she... uh, We know her from... She was in the live-action Dumbo movie. She's the main She was Dumbo, right? Yeah. (laughs) She was the little girl who was the main, like, human character. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think her name was Millie. Hmm. But I didn't see the movie, so that was based on the internet search. So if I'm wrong, you can blame the internet. (laughs) Okay. Um... How does she compare? How, how do you, how does she work with the source material? Like? I cannot really tell you her okay. role in okay. the series because that's a huge spoiler. Okay, got it. And I don't know if me even saying that is a spoiler. Okay, <laughs> sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where it's, it's like unclear. it's a very sensitive. It's, okay, okay. Topic to talk about this character. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, but let's just say this: there's a picture that they they put out on social media with Pedro Pascal. Gabriel Luna, and then her in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a very telling shot for anybody who knows the story of the game. Okay. So, people just see that as, oh, cool, they're all together filming. Mm-hmm. I see that as, oh, okay. That's this exact scene, basically. Yes. Okay. Got it. Maybe. Maybe but it's it, not. But it could be, yeah. Maybe, and if it's maybe not, it's a tease that yeah. it, it is, but it's not really. Okay. Because, you know, we know that they are changing things mm-hmm. in this. Maybe they'll use a truck. We don't know. Yeah. Or a van. I, yeah. I just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this series. Mainly to see what they change. Because knowing the story from the game, it feels like changing stuff is going to be hard to do. Without making it feel less impactful. Okay. Because it's kind of intense what they do in this series. Got it. All right. Well, that's it for our news for those. Let's get into some of the stuff we watched this week. Yeah. So here is how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. And if we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. DTF. Okay, first up we checked out, we, we actually got our a trial to Apple TV Plus again. So that was cool. And uh, Thank you, Target. Yeah. Also, yeah. I don't know why you got this, but maybe people should check out if they have the Target app. Yeah, if you have Target. Uh, if you Cartwheel, had it, wheel, is it? No, it's not Cartwheel anymore. Oh, it's okay. called... Uh, circle target circle is what they call it mm. basically if you use the target app and you like pick up groceries and do the like drive up situation you probably have this so look into it they're doing um i want to say they said four months of apple tv plus you could also do apple music and s- there were two other services it was like arcade our apple arcade you asked if i had access to that yes and then there's Still another one sure. that was like some kind of storage situation if you have like apple devices it's probably helpful for you um so yeah, it was uh, we we did the trial. So we checked out season two of Mythic Quest. Season two came out May seventh of this year, and uh, there was also a second special episode um, called Everlight, which was released on April sixteenth of this year, which we didn't even know about. And mm-hmm. so that was cool to watch that as well. This, as you may know, follows the fictional video game 
studio that produces Mythic Quest, this popular uh, MMORPG game situation, um, like online game. And our main cast, Rob McElhenney, is Ian Grimm, who's the creative director. It kills me that it's Ian instead of Ian. Yeah, I always feel like they mispronounce his name. Yeah, no, it's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Charlotte Nick Dow is Poppy Lee, who's the co-creative director, who was previously lead engineer. And David Hornsby is David Brittlesby, executive producer, um, who is their boss, even though he always acts like... Cricket. He's Cricket. He's Cricket. He just acts like Cricket. You don't have to... <laughs> don't even explain anything else. People will... If you know that, you know that. Yeah. Cricket is you know, in the you show. You know, you um, know. It's a prequel, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Um, we watched all nine of nine episodes plus the bonus episode and, uh, we like binged the shit out of it. I feel like it only took us, took us a couple days, huh? Yeah. It was pretty quickly. They're like half hour episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed this season. I felt like the, um, acting and the humor were, uh, on par, if not better than the first season. It, it wasn't. It was kind of more the same, so it was still good in that way. Oh, okay. I felt the kind of the opposite. Oh. I enjoyed it, but I do feel like this season felt a lot different than last one. Mm. Like, last one was more Silicon Valley style where there's a problem with the with its arc and then there's a solution by the end, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. some kind of outcome yeah. to that problem. Okay. Whereas this felt like it was just kind of following them, just doing their daily shenanigans. Mm-hmm. There was no overarc problem. It was just kind of watch them have their ridiculous comedic interactions with each other. I have to disagree with you there. I feel like there was an overarching problem, but it wasn't, uh, it, it was so background. Like it was just something they talked about. It wasn't something we physically saw happening. So... Okay, I, there, I, I see what you are talking about, yeah. but... There was a problem that everyone was, at least most of the people were reacting to, and part of their hijinks they got into were because of that problem. But it wasn't, like, the mm. main driving force of everything. It, it just felt like this season was a little bit more emotionally heavy. That and I don't is know, true. And I don't know if that is because maybe the pandemic inspired them to take a little bit more serious of an approach. I think this is like the first show we watch that they've actually acknowledged the pandemic as a part of their world. Yes, absolutely. I don't think I've seen any other show do that yet. Well, because they did that quarantine episode where they yeah, like, and that was obviously it. a reaction to yeah. the early pandemic. Yes, um, and that was a very emotionally heavy episode. Very, yeah, I mean the end of that was just like it was tough. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you kind of got episodes or at least glimpses in episodes of those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. And then they had like a, what was like two episodes that were kind of this specific character arc that were, you know, they did the thing what they did with the first season where they had one episode that was a uh, flashback mm-hmm. dedicated to somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was a really fun episode, but it didn't really feel like it was needed, I guess. Yeah, it... Because eh. that character didn't have a role by the end of this season that mattered to need that backstory. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I guess in a sense, I kind of wish it was like a different show. Yeah. Where we got that 
character. The actors in that flashback episode were really good. The actor they chose to play the character that is in the main show was perfect. The 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 tendencies and the, yes, the way that he... the little facial tics. Yeah. yeah. The, everything about the character, you, you felt like this was the character. Absolutely. Like the, the acting was great. It just it felt like... It honestly was like having me think, are they related? I guess <laughs> the point of the episode I felt like didn't really give a payoff by the end of why we got to having that episode in the season. Yeah. Unless it's like a thing that's going to push into season three, which we're apparently getting, because it seemed like people were unsure. And even we were like, this season feels like it's a finale. It does. The last episode feels very, let's close up this, mm-hmm. you know, let's give everybody a, an ending. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm aware, there's a season three planned they yeah. haven't canceled the show they haven't said anything about it not coming back yeah well overall i feel like we still got the same uh little banter between poppy and ian and there's a little bit uh, more development of their relationship they're mm-hmm. kind of seeing at least poppy's trying to grow into seeing him as a peer rather than a boss and then we have some opportunity to focus on characters that are not the two main ones. People that we haven't focused on before. So I think that was pretty fun to have little, a little bit more elaboration on the characters that were just kind of background characters in the mm. first season. It was really also a lot more focus on the characters specifically than the company. Yes. Like season one... They had a lot of sub-characters that were in there with, like, smaller roles Mm -hmm. that interacted with these characters. Yes. Really, in this season, it was more just this core group that we already know from Mm -hmm. the first season is really all you interact with. They have background people that are doing their job or whatever, but they're not really there in some kind of a narrative capacity. Right. Most of them are just side comments here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But overall, I very much enjoyed it, so I'm I still am going to dissect this series, season, series and season, really. I will slice it myself. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I I think there's things that I felt could have been better. Okay. But I'm looking forward to a season three. I mean, I I enjoyed it enough to binge it. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I ver- I did. I liked it a lot, and I'm very interested to see where they go with season three because. As we discussed, it seemed very final. (laughs) Yeah. So go check that out on Apple TV Plus. Yes. If you have it. Yeah. And then, of course, if you have Target Circle, you can get that four-month trial just like we did. Um, Okay. We also watched Ice Road. (laughs) This is on Netflix in the U.S. and it came out June 25th of this year. And if you're in the UK, it's on Amazon Prime Video, which I put that here because I thought it was really interesting that it's not just on on Netflix in both. It was really random. Oh, yeah, because distribution rights yeah. internationally would be yeah. different. Yeah, there's a possibility we could have any some people in the UK listening, so just in case. Um, and this follows a team of truck drivers on a dangerous mission over a frozen ocean to deliver a crucial component to save workers trapped in a collapsed mine. Liam Neeson is the star of this movie. <laughs> Um, and he plays the character named Mike McCann, and uh, his brother Gertie is played by Marcus Thomas. There's quite a few guest, or there's quite a few like known actors in this. Yeah, Mark, I think Lawrence Lor- Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. and um, just gotta take that from me, huh? Sorry, 
Uh, there's a few others, but I didn't want to get too far into it. But uh, basically, Liam Neeson has a special set of skills. <laughs> truck driving truck on ice. Truck driving on ice. Ice road trucking. And it's not a Disney yeah. event. No. They're fighting against a lot more than just ice roads yeah, on their way it, to do their mission. You know, this movie felt like a Fast and Furious for like people who enjoy the like ice trucker like <laughs> discovery show or whatever it is. Yeah, for ice road truckers. I think that's what it's called. It's isn't it? like yeah. There were so many ridiculous moments in this. Hundred percent. There's some questionable physics things where like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. they they were worried about like ice cracking just mm-hmm. by like driving on it in one mm-hmm. moment, and then there's another moment where they're like flipping an entire big rig over. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. And, like, it slams onto the the ground. But like, so the ice is fine? Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, there's some questionable and completely incorrect physics on it. But you know what? It's a silly, like, fun action, mm-hmm. like, car action. I don't know. It, it, fast and Furious fast, movie. It's I'm a Fast you. and Furious movie, but, like, better, in my opinion. <laughs> because you don't have to worry about the whole, like, we've already had nine of these and it's all about family situation. It's, it's... <laughs> It's not about family. It's about strangers. It is about strangers. <laughs> but they're just as important, apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It did feel like there was a there's like a few subplots in this movie that I felt like I I don't know whether or not I feel like they needed to happen, but like they didn't hurt the movie. Yeah, they just I guess made it some extra filler scenes that maybe we ne- didn't necessarily need to see, but it. It didn't yeah. do anything. There's a few things, a few questions I still had about certain characters. And also, I think it took me a while to understand really what was going on um, in the beginning. But that may, be a, may have been a me problem. I'm mm. not sure. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. I would say this one is slice. I would slice this one. Yeah, I would slice it too. Yeah. Because I never don't enjoy Liam Neeson. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> This movie hasn't gotten the best re- response, but like I feel like it's a very ridiculous movie. Yeah. I don't know if they meant to be ridiculous and fun, but like that's what I'm wondering. If like maybe, maybe they, they are trying serious? to be serious with this yeah. one, but like it it does feel like it's just meant to be ridiculously. Yeah, like, I'm gonna say just popcorn flick. It's really yeah, what it is. exactly. It's a little bit slower than like your typical action movie. True. You know, but if you like more uh, plot than a Fast and Furious movie would have, but it. Yeah, if you generally tend to enjoy a Liam Neeson movie, a la Taken, or any of the other things that are very similar to those, and maybe you also enjoy the popcorn flicks situation from a Fast and Furious movie, take them and mix them together, sprinkle in a little uh, Discovery Channel Ice Road Truckers, and there you go. So, you'll probably like it. (laughs) Yeah, well said. Yeah. (laughs) Did you do the marketing for this movie? Because it sounds like you... (laughs) Nailed it. Yeah. I'll have to let them know they owe me money because it was obviously my idea. All right. And our main event this week was The Tomorrow War. We checked this out when it came out on July 2nd on Amazon Prime Video. It's an Amazon original, but I have questions about that statement. I think it was one of those movies that was headed to theaters and then they yeah, I mean, figured out some distribution. Yeah, for that's it. true. Yeah, it was originally set for Paramount Pictures theatrical release and then the rights were sold to Amazon due to the pandemic. But in my opinion... If Amazon didn't make it, then why are they calling it original? I feel Same like, reason all the other services call their shit originals. I just thought the whole point of originals was, we made this and we're showing it to you. But, no, it, I mean, well, that is the idea, but the loophole is because they 
own it, yeah. they can say that it's an original because you're not going to see it anywhere else. They should just call it whatever. It's, it's a different discussion, but it bothered me. Just saying. So the tomorrow and Amazon, they can't have it, so no. you have to watch it here. Yeah. Okay. So the Tomorrow War follows a biology teacher and former Green Beret Dan Forrester as he ends up drafted in a war from the future. Essentially, soldiers from the year 2051 arrive during the World Cup of 2022 and warn everyone of a future war. And they use this wormhole device to create time, space, whatever situation. Mm. And then they somehow end up getting the current day people in 2022 to start sending people to the future to start fighting this war to prevent the extinction of humankind. From an alien From an alien invasion. invasion. Yes. yes. The important detail. Sorry, I meant <laughs> love that key detail out. Um, and the main cast, we have Chris Pratt, who plays Dan Forrester. Betty Gilpin is Emmy, his wife. And J.K. Simmons is James uh, Forrester, who who is Chris Pratt's character's father. <laughs> I don't know why I said that so complicatedly. It's fine. People <laughs> will figure it out. Um, and then Sam Richardson plays Charlie, who's another draftee um, with Dan. He's got, like, PhDs in, like, geological sciences or whatever. And mm. that comes into play. And you'll... Naturally. Yeah, of course. And yeah. Yvonne Strahovski is... Romeo Command, uh, one of the commanders in the future. Uh, so the commander, the, in the future. yes, the commander that everyone's interacting with in the future. So uh, that's those are the main cast members that you're going to see throughout this movie. Um, I feel like this movie was really good. I feel like it was totally something that I still I could see it being in theaters. Like I would have. It feels like a big. It feels like a theater movie. Triple A. Yeah movie experience yeah. like, it feels like a blockbuster film it yeah. doesn't feel like it was made for streaming it at does all. not at all so which it wasn't it so. wasn't which makes sense <laughs> but we have had a lot of those where mm-hmm. it was originally made to go into theaters and then it go and then we're like this was gonna go to theaters yeah. really people were gonna have to pay for this yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this one lived up to that hype of that it yes i would have paid for this and i would not have regretted it afterwards yeah. you know this movie is actually very divisive is it? I, I've seen some really, really bad reviews for this. I think, really? I think IGN gave it a 3 out of 10. Okay. With a lot of fucking problems. Does this person... I, I agreed with some of their problems with the film. Okay. But I think they overlooked the fact that this is... You know, we talked about Ice Road being a Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels like... If you can enjoy the Fast and Furious, like, loose narrative plot mm-hmm. and over-the-top action... You can enjoy this. Like, yeah. it's it's the same concept of none of this is believable. Yeah. But it's a great fucking ride. Yeah. The time travel mechanics are a little bit sketch. They, there's a question, too, with, like, the there's potential plot holes with the time frame that they, they reference in this. Like, mm-hmm. they, there's a moment where they're, like, the people from the future that show up are, like, oh, in 11 months. Yes. Uh, you guys are fucked. Yeah. And then it goes, like, a year later in that time Mm -hmm. that they're actually sending people still. And so I guess the idea is they interfered with the war enough that it's delayed the invasion from destroying the current time? Possibly. Not to get too spoilery. Yeah, yeah. There's questionable time logic going on. Yes, in this the, film. The time travel in this is different than most things. 
and a little confusing when they when they talk about periods of time like the actual mechanism of traveling and how that the time stream works is seems logical but then when mm. they talk about it it gets more confusing so i'm like maybe i don't understand um i thought the aliens looked really fucking cool uh very creepy very Terrifying. scary yeah uh, I was just like, no, absolutely not. Uh, who would you? How would you not <laughs> die? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I were drafted in a future war and sent to the future, I would be like, we should just give up because mm-hmm. there's no way we're defeating this thing. What I was kind of surprised by is they didn't have any. You know, they they invented time travel mm-hmm. as a a re- reaction to yeah. an alien invasion. Yeah, but somehow they're still using just. Like standard modern grade guns, yeah. That apparently don't do that great damage to these creatures. Yeah, because they're basically giant cockroaches. Like, you didn't think of some kind of crazy like plasma shooting, yeah, ray guns or anything. Yeah, where's your lasers or like even grenade launchers? Why doesn't everyone just have a grenade launcher? <laughs> like, <laughs> spend your time manufacturing more grenade launchers, and maybe you'll last longer. Yeah. So obviously, the whole idea is like, well. I'm, the aliens have to be tougher, right? They yeah. have to be hard to kill or else mm-hmm. there's no, like, suspense to Yes, it. true. But, it can't just um, be easy. I do feel like the the movie felt a little too long. Yeah. At times, I feel like they could have shortened some stuff. They could have gotten to the point a little bit better at times. Yeah. Um, movie's a bit predictable at certain points. Yes. I mean, we called a big we- plot point. Very quickly. Yeah. In fact, I think I called it before we saw the movie. Before we saw the movie. And then as soon as you meet a character, you're like, oh, it's just, it's, it's so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I don't know who they thought they were fooling, but (laughs) somebody out there was probably like, what? (laughs) If you were surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, um. I think the acting was good, though. I think even, like, Chris Pratt was good, as, mm. as usual. Um, I wish we saw more of uh, a Betty Gilpin. I think she was completely underused in this. Yes. And I get that she her character was just not a part of this movie, mm-hmm. as much as it was, you know, as she was. Yeah. But you have her, yeah. and she's a great actress, so, mm-hmm. like, why aren't you yeah. using her in a better capacity? Yeah, I feel like they did maybe, have an... maybe maybe have her one of the soldiers, and then have somebody else be the fucking wife. Yeah, they have they have the opportunity to use her. They had the opportunity to use her more because she was a therapist seeing people coming back from this war. Mm-hmm. So there could have been some really interesting some really interesting situations, um, but I think it's just because we were focused on the actual war itself. So maybe I I don't know if this is the kind of movie they could make a related movie in the franchise with mm-hmm. or not, but. Yeah. The aliens are fucking terrifying, so... Yeah, they are. Yeah. And that was another thing that people... I saw people complaining that they were generic. Uh, generic, and yeah. I was like, I, I don't s- see what generic I saw that is. and I was like, uh, how exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I... They didn't look anything like other aliens that I've seen in movies, yeah. so... Unless I'm just not seeing all the ones that that person does. So, uh, I definitely enjoyed it, and... I would have... I, this is definitely a movie I feel like I just I could watch multiple times. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Is I would like to watch it again and see if there's more stuff that I didn't catch the first time. Yeah, I would do that just for the fact of seeing if there's <laughs> plot things that will make more sense, like yes. you just said. Yeah. For, like where we're like, that feels like a plot hole as far as the yeah. time travel and all that stuff. But yeah, it's a fun ride. It's mm-hmm. just over-the-top action. Mm-hmm. 
with time travel elements to it. Yep. It's very uh, sci-fi action. I mean, what's what's not to like, you know? Chris Pratt is charming in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I they also... even want you to hate him at one point, but you just can't. Yeah. You just can't. I also love the fact that they tried to... I don't know if they made him gain weight or, like, airbrushed it so he didn't have abs. <laughs> because, like, at one point he takes off his shirt and he doesn't look like he does in all the other movies. Oh, I didn't even notice yeah. that. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. It could just be because he's... <laughs> And off time between po- yeah. filming filming the Marvel movies, right? That's he's, possible. He's not on that workout regiment probably that he has to be in for those movies. Well, it's entirely possible. But I was like, I, I questioned it because I was like, I wonder if they would... You're, you're over there just scoffing. <laughs> Fat ass. No. <laughs> eating, our, eating our candy I just and sticking like, our sodas. I've... <laughs> I feel like they were angle, like making him hunch a little bit to give him, try to give himself a little bit of a belly, and it was like you still don't have a belly. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, <laughs> stop trying. <laughs> they give him like a a fake belly, yeah, a fake beer belly, just yeah, to... just to make him seem more like a biology teacher mm-hmm. and less like a like a hardened military person or active duty military. So yeah, um, overall, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I'm gonna dissect it. I'll dissect it too. You know what it would be interesting to do is dissect one of those fucking aliens. But yeah, maybe. A- maybe after it was a, like if you could do it with a robot, like from mm-hmm. far away, far away. Yeah, <laughs> I have questions sure. about those those fucking aliens. Me too. I have a lot of questions. So I mean, it's not. I don't think it's the spoilers, but so they shoot these like horn things. Spikes. They shoot. Okay, is that what yeah. you call them? That's what they call them. Okay, <laughs> so they shoot spikes out of their tentacles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do they do they grow those like instantaneously? Yeah. Like, do they have like them stored in their tentacles? It doesn't make sense. Like I don't know how. Like you have guess, to run out eventually. I guess that's like a, a biological plot hole. I don't know. Yeah. But like <laughs> biological it, plot hole. I if like you're, that. If you're arguing about that, then like yeah. fuck off. Yeah. This movie has time Get over travel. It. It's aliens. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I agree. And this has come from the guy who was like. Well, Iron Man's suit in Endgame's a little unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. If you can get past it, anyone can. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. I, I, I'm really shocked that people didn't like it. The second half does feel a little different than the first half. That's fair. I mean, there's literally a point where I'm like, oh, this is the end of the movie. And then the rest of the movie happens. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that yeah. was not the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It would have made sense to be the end, yeah. but they, they went with more. And that, yep. I was still completely happy with that because yeah. I enjoyed the rest of it. Yes. It just did feel a little different. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like they maybe, maybe they could have made it into two movies and people would have been happier. It was like the DLC to yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Capcom was in charge of this movie. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? Let's just make more of it and say it was not planned. Yeah. All right. That is it for our TVs and movies section. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Definitely stick around for our gaming section coming up next. Um, but if you have a few seconds, go over to Apple t- Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate it. Apparently, that matters for some reason. Also, if you know why it matters, you'd feel free to let us know that, too. <laughs> um, also, uh, check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. And you can follow, you can check out our website, dtfcast.com, or send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. 
right, game time. All right, just jumping into our gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have like two things for releases this week that I yeah. felt were at least important enough to mention. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin comes out July 9th on Switch. I think also PC. Yes, also PC. But I put it under Switch because I feel like it's a Switch thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, multi-platform, we do have A Plague Tale Innocence. That's that game that's got this weird rat Yes. Ocean. Yeah, rat ocean. <laughs> that you have to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, set in like uh, France during the plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, A Plague Tale. Yes. Uh, and that's basically the PS5, Xbox Series X, and Switch releases of the game. All right. All right. That's it for the this week's releases. Again, everyone was like, oh, Black Widow's coming out. Yeah, Nobody like, can we, release. We have to either release it before or after. You can't do it the same week. All right, let's jump into our news. So, according to gaming insider Jeff Grubb, uh, he's reporting that Hideo Kojima's new game could be a Xbox exclusive. That seems unlikely, doesn't it? Well, here's why he believes so. Okay. Uh, apparently, Microsoft and Kojima have signed a letter of intent for a new game. Uh, it's. He also says that the new game would be part of the cloud that okay. Microsoft is you know, working on the tech for cloud storage right. and streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is to, in quotes, unlock the creativity of Kojima Productions using Microsoft's technology as opposed to greenlighting a specific pitch for a game. Okay. So I guess he's just going to work his magic as he messes with their tech yeah. he's gonna, like, in the cloud. He's going to noodle on it. It's going to noodle on it. Yeah. What does that even mean? That's what uh, uh, Ian says in <laughs> the quest. Okay. That's where he's going to think about it and come up with good ideas. Okay. Noodle yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, say that to the wrong person. That's a sexual harassment <laughs> okay. case right there. All right. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the reaction on social media of this? No, I have I not. mean, people who are very PlayStation loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, are not happy. I yeah, saw I a imagine. petition already being made to stop this. It's not even a game technically yet. How, it's just a letter of intent. How right? do people think that that's a thing? You can't stop people from doing business together. Yeah. I guess the idea is you get enough people who are claiming they will not buy your thing. You're scaring them into not doing it because they don't want to lose the money on it. Right? I don't know. but Yeah. I even saw somebody say that, that this was betraying PlayStation fans what? if he were to make a game on for Xbox, which oh is insane. He's a third-party developer. Childish. Okay. He, I mean, even with, Ko, well, even with Konami, he was third-party. Mm-hmm. People tie Metal Gear Solid to PlayStation, but mm-hmm. the reality is most of these games were multi-platform. Yeah. They might have had a window that they were on PlayStation, Exclusive, but they have all eventually been put on other consoles. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 is the only one that's not on another console or PC. Mm. Even Death Stranding, the newest game that they came out with, that was a PlayStation 4 exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is on PC. Yes. So that's technically not an exclusive. Yeah, but I don't think PlayStation people hate games that are on pc they just don't but isn't like that kind of ridiculous games. argument absolutely like, oh is. well it's an exclusive because it's not on xbox yes 
it just seems like another ridiculous console war situation that is being made out of something that's not even technically a game yet. Yeah, it does sound um, like that. If he makes a game on Xbox, he makes a game on Xbox. He, you know, just like he made a game on PlayStation. Yeah. And people couldn't play that on anything but PlayStation until it was on PC. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the same would go with a game on Xbox, right? Eventually it'd be on PC and you can play it. True. I think this is just kind of more of an uh, extension of people being upset with like things like Bethesda being bought. And, mm-hmm. and even though this isn't even... A first party for either company people are treating it like it is yeah people don't like change speaking of change we're getting a little bit with nintendo oh really but not a whole lot because they don't like to change a lot yeah so all of these rumors of a nintendo switch pro have been in the news for months uh and nintendo has finally announced a new switch model okay however it is not called a switch pro okay and it does not have features that people thought it was going to have based off reports okay so here's what it does have. The new Switch model will feature a 7-inch OLED screen, which we we kind of knew about from yeah. reports. It was a Samsung screen. Mm-hmm. It will have enhanced audio and a 64-gigabyte internal storage. Okay. Does the current Switch have internal storage? I, I guess it would have to, right? It's got to have some. But... At least for the user interface right any updates on that aspect i know i mean i know i have a memory card in there but i don't know how the storage i assume is probably half then 32 gigs yeah there we go um and as far as the dock is concerned it's going to have a wired lan port built in with a wider base stand so can you not hardwire the switch now internet wise no it's it's wireless wireless only okay as far as the resolution and battery life it's remaining the same on this model. So we're not getting 4K like uh, the reports that we're saying. Mm-hmm. It's going to stay the 720 or I think even 1080 if it's docked. I think is what they do, right? Yeah. And the battery life will have no change. So... The only difference as far as the Joy-Cons go is it's going to have white Joy-Cons. Uh, overall, the whole system will sell for $350. So... You're paying another $50 on top of the old model. Okay. Just for some extra storage and slightly better audio and maybe a better screen? Yeah. Well, okay. If you remember the PlayStation Vita, Uh the original screen was an OLED. And then they cheapened the manufacturing of it by giving a different screen. Uh Uh-huh. Which had, like, more glare issues in the sun. Yeah. So, it's kind of the opposite. Uh Mm-hmm. Instead, now they're taking the shittier screen out and putting an OLED in, but they're charging another 50 bucks with the minor tweaks to the other stuff. But there's no actual performance change. Yeah. Yeah, the normal switch is 6.2 inches. So I LCD. guess you're getting a slightly bigger screen. Yeah, slightly bigger, theoretically better Point eight screen. inches. Point eight inches, yeah. So, I don't know. That doesn't seem worth $50 to me, personally. Especially if now the Joy-Cons are going to get dirty as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And you're the one that likes white uh, consoles and stuff. To be clear, clear, I don't like them. I just don't hate them like you do. Gotcha, (laughs) gotcha. I don't know. I hate them passionately. I just don't choose to buy them. Yeah. I have to get my Joy-Cons fixed still with the drift that they have. Yeah, you need to do that. I haven't done that yet. 
Um, yeah, I. This is such a. Here's the thing: it falls in line with Nintendo and what they usually do, but at the same time, it's a head scratcher because it's like you're not gonna even try to compete with yeah. with the technology. Like you're not gonna even humor giving your fans the 4K experience and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess the idea is if you do that, then you have to make your games compatible with that tech. And they True. don't want to do that because that's money they have to spend yeah. on production. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, let's be honest. The the Switch is just a variation of the Wii U. Yeah. Right? It's, they took the Wii U and they're like, how do we make this not weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do we make this... Instead, instead of having the Wii U controllers, you now just have a Switch, which is the whole console. Yeah. And how do we make adults want to buy this instead of just children? I feel like the Wii U was very uh, child-looking. I mean, most of these games are coming out were games on the Wii U, right? Yeah. They're just porting them and giving them a little bit of a tweak or whatever. Yes. Which is great for people like me who didn't have a Wii U. Mm-hmm. Now I can experience these games for the first time. Yeah, I think that's the only console you'd never had, huh? But people who have had the Wii U and have bought all these games are like, well, where the fuck are the new games? Yes. Why are we paying the same price for a game that's already come out? That's a good point. So yes, I will probably get Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Or no, not Twilight Princess. Sorry. Skyward Sword. Okay. That's the one I haven't played. Gotcha. All right. Moving on. Bringing back to Sony. Sony has bought Studio Housemark. Uh, it's a developer who made the game Returnal recently for the PS5. Mm-hmm. This is according to the PlayStation blog. This is their quote. Housemark's recent release of Returnal proves the studio is one with incredible vision capable of creating memorable new games that r- resonate with our community. This edition enhances the creative force of PlayStation Studios, and I cannot wait to see what the future holds for Mark. Okay, cool. This kind of falls in line with, you know, uh, Sony trying to find an answer to Microsoft buying all these developers, right? Yeah. And trying to add to their catalog. Mm-hmm. This is not something new to Sony. When they have a developer and they make a really good game, Mm-hmm. They buy them. Yeah. And then they go, okay, now we have that game. We yeah. have that, that developer that can give us more shit. Mm-hmm. Exclusive. Uh, we shortly after found out that Sony Japan announced that Bluepoint Games, who was a second-ish party, you'd say, has also joined the company. Uh, and they are the ones who made Demon Souls recently, the remake for PS5. And they've done other games for like PS4 as well. Okay. So, this is also just proof that Sony does buy the developers too, right? It's not just, you know, people have it in their head that Sony is like, oh, we build our developers up and we make good games over time. Yeah. We don't cut corners and just buy a developer like Microsoft does. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the senses that people have with the recent stuff that Xbox has done. But you're seeing right here that Sony is doing the same thing. A game comes out, it does well, and they're like, okay, we'll buy you. Mm-hmm. They're just buying them after they get the success versus yeah. before. Yeah. I mean, Insomniac. True. Sony didn't own uh, Insomniac until after Spider-Man came out. That's interesting. They seem to be uh, creating a trend. It's <laughs> Well, we're just kind of in this moment of, I don't want to say console war, but like, I guess, first party developer war. Yeah. Where we're in this new territory of these next gen consoles. There's not a lot of stuff turning out for each side, right? Mm-hmm. And now they are 
specifically Sony is probably trying to find ways that they can compete now that Microsoft is kind of gaining leverage on Game Pass and bringing in new developers. Yeah. And it's going to eventually have this lit, this large catalog of games that will come out in the next five years. Yeah. As far as we know, Sony has those games, but they just haven't announced them. Yeah. But at the very least, this is them future-proofing to compete in that aspect. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Uh, some more news with Sony. Ghost of Tsushima... Uh, is getting a director's cut slash PS5 upgrade okay. version, which I'm confused because I thought that already happened. Mm-hmm. But I guess it gave it a slight performance performance boost for the PS5, but it didn't give it a full upgrade. Okay. Um, so this new director's cut version will come out on August 20th. The additions will be on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And it will include a new island to explore with all of the content included. Nice. Here's the catch. Overall, this is going to cost you about $30 in the end if you go to the PS5. That seems like a lot just for an upgrade. So here's what's happening. Well, it's not just an upgrade. It's also getting the content that's new. Okay, right. Basically, they're forcing you to buy the the upgrade Mm -hmm. through the director's cut. Okay. So what they're doing is if you... Own the game for PS4, you can pre-order the upgrade to get to the director's cut for $20. Okay. And it'll be available on August 20th. Come August 20th, if you bought the PS4 version, you can upgrade to the director's cut for PS5 for $10. That's That seems rude. So if you went about buying the director's cut... On PS4. You can then get it on PS5 for another $10. Okay. So basically you're spending $30 overall if you want the new content on your PS5. Mm -hmm. Or if you want, you can directly upgrade from the game on PS4 on your PS5 for $30. So again, you're just paying $30 in the end. Yeah. This kind of caused a bit of a controversy for people who own this game. Oh yeah? How come? Because we're seeing all of these developers and all these companies releasing free upgrades for their games. Mm-hmm. You know, Xbox is getting a shit ton of games that are no charge to get to the next gen version. Yeah. We're seeing third party developers giving these deals. If you buy the game, you can get the free upgrade. Look at Square Enix, what they did with Final Fantasy VII Remake. They have new DLC for $20. But if you don't buy the DLC, you still get the upgrade for the PS5 if you bought the game on PS4. Yeah. So it's just an example of of Sony's trying to kind of squeeze that lemon as much as they can before they toss it in the garbage. Yeah, very true. Uh, Look what they did with with Spider-Man. You know, we brought Insomniac earlier. They basically pigeonholed people. Can I say that? Is that like a, a term that's allowed to be said still? I think so. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they pigeonhole people in a sense into buying the whatever they call it the legendary version or whatever the the there was a special version you had to buy remaster for the miles and morales game you had to buy basically the remake of spider-man mm-hmm. 2018 yeah with the miles morales game if you wanted to get the upgrade right you Otherwise, you you didn't get the upgrade. Yeah. So basically, they were making you buy another game 
That you probably already own. That you already own. Yeah. <laughs> just so you could have the upgrade for that game. Yeah. Which Instead is, of just giving rude. it to you or charging you a little bit less to upgrade it, they basically made you buy the game again. Yeah. And pretended like it was this big special deal. So we're in this situation where Sony's got these weird practices that, you know, they're kind of... It feels like they're losing the attention of their general gamer. You know, they're going to have their diehard fans. But between Game Pass, between some of the decisions they've made with these games and their price points, people are starting to question if Sony's kind of on this early PS3 mindset again. Where Uh they were not about the gamer. Yeah. And of course they're a business. They're, They're going to be about business. You know, they're about the dollar. But... To an extent, you need to, I guess, work the system in a way that you yeah. keep those people giving you that dollar. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't play friendly and you don't play fair, you're going to end up having people find a, yeah. find their way over to Xbox. <laughs> and, and I've said it many times. You know, look what they've been doing. You know, they 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 pin Miles Morales like it was a PS5 game. That's mm-hmm. the, that was their whole market was. Yeah. This game is why you need a PS5. Mm-hmm. And then they quietly, in a blog post, were like, oh, it was also on PS4. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, then they were released other game announcements as PS5 games. And like, oh, that's also going to be on also PS4. Also on PS4, yeah. So it's like, you're really just kind of coming off of the smoke and mirrors attitude that you're not really transparent with your your games right now. Yeah. So, it sucks. I mean, I'm sure. I, from what I understand, Ghost of Tsushima is a great game. Mm-hmm. We have it. I don't. I didn't get very far. I have to jump back into it. I want to play it, but for me, even if I were to play it, I feel like I'll probably just wait for this to go on sale. Mm-hmm. My only incentive to buy this is because I haven't played it fully. So mm-hmm. why would I want to play it and then go play it again later on PS5's upgrade? Right. So I might even just hold off completely. Mm-hmm. Wait for that. To just drop to like half price or whatever whenever they have their constant sales in the future. Yeah. And then do it then. Yeah, makes sense. All right, let's get into some of our quicker stories and we'll end this podcast because it's been a long week. Yes. And it's barely started. Yeah. Uh, GTA 6 is reportedly set for a 2025 release with a Fortnite-like evolving map type. Uh, and it will take place on modern day Vice City... All right. If this is true. Yeah. So Vice City was a very popular game. I think that was, like, I I guess it's considered a spinoff one between three and four. Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. I don't think I ever played it, though. It was set in the 80s. So I think early reports that this game would be in the 80s as well. But now it's being said it's going to be in the modern day. Yeah. Of that city. Okay. I'm not sure why anybody would be shocked this would be four years away because you know yeah they're they're trying to milk gta 5 for a third fucking time <laughs> yeah through three generations yeah so yeah of course all right uh doom eternal had multiplayer had a multiplayer mode that was planned and it's now going to be canceled ID Software shared a letter on social media that that the planned mode has been canceled uh and it's all due to the pandemic issues that impacted the development on that game mode bummer uh instead they will work on a new single player horde mode which i'm a little confused like well if you're gonna work on something then why does it matter just take longer on the other one yeah. i guess their idea is 
it'll take too long before people are moving on to the next game. Yeah. And this will probably be an easier thing to develop. Yeah. Makes sense. Which means they're probably using the assets from the development of that mode. Yeah. Into making this. But I don't know. Here's some news for maybe Rockstar. You see how they were like transparent about, oh, we have this mode and we, we're actually going to cancel it. I don't know. Maybe just try that out with your yeah. supposed single player content you were going to come out with with GTA 5. Yeah. And then you just quietly were like, no, nah, we'll just focus on multiplayer. Yeah. Quite the opposite, right? Very. Okay. They should take some notes. Take some fucking notes. All right. Uh, Nether Realm has apparently started work on a new game and ended the DLC support for Mortal Kombat 11. Bummer. So, is this, or should we assume this is going to be Injustice 3, the DC game with all the oh. superheroes and villains? That would definitely make sense. Injustice Gods Among Us is 20. No, that's, that's the first one. Okay, never And then mind. there was a Injustice 2. Injustice 2. Yeah. I don't know what the sub name is, but that one was based around Brainiac taking over. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. I think you're, you, it seems reasonable because we had 2013, then 2017. So we're right on schedule. Well, I mean, that's because basically what they've been doing. They, yeah. They've been flipping between Injustice and Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. So unless they have a new third game that's coming out that we don't know about, there have been rumors that they could be working on a Marvel variant of Injustice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fighting game, which would be great, but yeah. I don't know how real that is. So, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and our last news story I thought was just kind of a fun thing to talk about. Nothing really about the gaming industry in itself, but a according to a report, an ex-Microsoft employee stole $10 million in Xbox gift cards. How? Voldemir Kvashik found a bug in the e-commerce system. This was actually a part of his job was to find bugs in their system and fix them. Or at least notify them so they could have their team fix them. Yeah. The bug he found would give a redeemable 25-digit code for a Microsoft gift card every time he performed a fake transaction on the payment system. Okay. Instead of reporting this, he used it secretly to generate and sell codes at a discounted rate. He also apparently used Bitcoin mixing services to hide the transfer of the money that he would get from buyers. Wow. Uh, Eventually he was caught and he's in prison facing deportation and a $8.3 million bill. Not ten. I, that's very confusing to me, too. <laughs> Can they not prove the other ones, maybe? I wonder if there's some part of it that they couldn't prove he stole. Well, here's the thing. Technically, he didn't cost them money, right? It's theoretical dollars. Mm-hmm. Because they're generating these codes, but they're not taking... Money's not coming out of their bank account. They're just not gaining money by having the code out there, Right. Yeah. So it's a digital theoretical loss of money. Yes, because people can use those codes to buy something on the Microsoft store, but they're not actually they're not really getting money back out of it. Yes. Yeah. So I guess they are losing money, but 
It's like a weird convoluted way, though. Yes. They're basically lending people money. They're 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 giving away games or whatever people use those codes for, Mm -hmm. rather than money. But in a twisted way, if you think about it, this could also have given them more profits because they are then potentially spending more money by using that currency in their ecosystem. Yeah. Ish, right? I don't know. It's all semantics of how much there's I guess if that was people, spent with those gift cards. If you assume people are are using more than just the gift card, yes. Yeah. I don't think it says how much value the gift cards had, but I assume it would be like 25 or 50 or something like that. Uh, I don't know. They were generated in increments from 10 to 100. Okay, so it was just random. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you think they they knew for a long time they were just kind of letting him rack up the value so that they could like for sure get him for it? Yeah, I don't know. Because if it's like under a certain value, maybe they can't actually have criminal charges on them. Yeah. um, (laughs) They have to have just let it build up. I don't don't know how long it took them to find find out he was doing this, but they, uh, it's just just weird to think that somebody could go through all of this and uh, the amount, they had noticed a spike in online purchases from gift card codes. And then when they fucking raided his house... He has, like, a huge house and a $4 million home in Maui, a yacht, and a seaplane. A fucking seaplane. What kind of person... (laughs) That's funny. Who still works, like, does their own work, you know, Hmm. has that kind of money. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me thinking... Maybe maybe I have the wrong thinking, but it doesn't I seem mean, like I don't know how much he made for that position. If anybody who makes that money, not enough that he thought he had to do this. Yeah. Now, now going back to the eight point three million, it does say he sold them at a discounted price. So maybe this is theoretically what he made in the discounted value of selling them. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it just says restitution payments of eight point three million. Mm-hmm. So it might be whatever money he made off of them rather than how much they were worth. Yeah. Because, again, because technically it's not worth anything until it's used, right? Right. Because it's not like you have to put money into the ecosystem in order for a gift card to come out. Yeah. It's not like... It could be a $100 gift card code that he got, but then he sold it for $80. Mm. And so they would only require him to pay them back the... Eighty dollars that he made off of it, in theory. Well, you would argue that you would have to pay back the value of what was spent. Yeah, I would argue that too. But obviously, they have. And then uh, some companies even have like you owe more than that. It's probably because it's coupled with he was he was um, tried for money laundering, identity theft, wire and mail fraud, as well as filing false tax returns, and they sentenced him to nine years in prison. So the money. I mean, I... They probably just were like, okay, we won't worry about the whole $10 million. <laughs> I mean, they're probably not worried about the $10 million yeah, at all. I, yeah. Th- this is probably just like an inconvenience they have to yeah. deal with versus... They're probably spending more than $10 million just on the lawyer side of fucking prosecuting him. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know how that... Uh, it's nuts. I can't even imagine. It's crazy. You... Okay. Also, this is an example of how... Uh, what is it? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because if he were smart, he would have kept it simple. And just, you know, like a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there. Don't get greedy. Don't get a fucking $4.4 million, $4 million house in Maui. Mm-hmm. You know, be normal and just 
little bit. You well, could have kept it going for years. Nobody they, would know. They probably saw on their data yeah. that they had $10 million worth of gift cards yeah. being spent, yeah. but not seeing that $10 million being purchased. In the, in the purchase yeah. side. Yeah. Which is the huge flag there, right? Yeah. So if he had kept it to a reasonable number, he might still be doing this. I'm just saying. I'm not advocating being a criminal, but if you're going to do it, be fucking smart about it's it. It's like when watch Forensic Files are like, what an idiot. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. You should have burned the clothes. You should have done this. You, you should have done that. Idiot. Like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, you dump it in your backyard? You're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, be smart about, if anybody, just be smart about things. That's all. <laughs> but I guess you can't if you're that wrapped well, up in I something. Well, I mean, the, smart, the smartest thing you would do is not commit a crime. I mean, yes, ideally. Yeah. I mean, just think how hard it was just to get a job at Microsoft to begin with. I know. How do you waste that opportunity by, like, fucking yourself over? It's crazy. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. That is it for our gaming section. And that's it for our episode. Episode number 99. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Don't forget to head on over to Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Or check out our website, DTFCast.com. You can also send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. And, of course, please, please, please go over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever your podcast service is and leave us a rating or review. Thank you. That's it for episode 99 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye <laughs>